Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to WWE Zone Radio. I'm your host, longtime wrestling fan and longtime WWE fan, the Cuckoo Crazy Italian American, aka CIA Alice Cardinelli. And tonight, I come here live on American Variety Network to preview WWE Night of Champions and talk wrestling as a longtime wrestling fan for all my listeners out there who themselves are diehard wrestling fans. Now tonight, I'm going to be previewing WWE Night of Champions pay-per-view, which airs on the WWE Network and pay-per-view this Sunday. Now, Night of Champions is going to be an epic pay-per-view because for the very first time in history, not only is it going to feature the icon, the vigilante Sting, it's going to feature Sting in a WWE Championship match. And a lot of us Stinger fans never, ever saw that coming So us Sting fans are very excited to see Sting in a WWE Championship match. And I'm also a fan of the Divas Revolution, and I cannot wait to see Charlotte compete for the Divas title at Night of Champions. Now, tonight, as I preview Night of Champions, I'm going to give you my thoughts on what should happen at Night of Champions. I'm going to tell you who I think is going to win each match and more about Night of Champions during the first half of the show. Now, in the second half of the show tonight, I'm going to chat anything and everything WWE, including recapping WWE Monday Night Raw from last night. Plus, I'll share my thoughts on how WWE has booked the icon, the vigilante Sting so far, as well as me discussing Sting's future in the WWE. I'll also talk about booking the WWE the rest of 2015 and much more. So if you call yourself a wrestling fan, I know you're going to enjoy today's show. Now obviously, today's show is being broadcast live, so that means you can interact live on the show. Please feel free to call in live at 1-347-989-8142 to make your Night of Champion predictions during the first half of the show. Alright? And in the second half of the show, call in to discuss your thoughts on Sting, Sting's future, or anything in the WWE. Call in number is one 1- Three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two. Just grab your phone and dial in. Now, if you cannot call in tonight, but you want to interact on the show, you're more than welcome to do so by tweeting to at American Network One, capital A in American, and you can tweet to at American Network One your thoughts on what's going to happen at Night of Champions. So hopefully, you will interact with us. All right, WWE fans, let's get this show started. 
Don't go anywhere. WWE Zone Radio is heading your way right after this. Tune in live to the American Variety Network here, live on Block Talk Radio. With a name like American Variety, you can expect a wide variety of topics. Now, let's get live here on the AV Network. Yes! 
suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. Suplex, repeat. Are you bold enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show. So let's go ahead and get started. So first, I want to get started by telling you the 2015 Night of Champions match card. So what's going to be the kickoff show match is going to be Neville and the Lucha Dragons versus Stardust and the Ascension. Then we're going to have Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev in a singles match. And for the United States Championship, the United States Champion, Seth Rollins, is going to defend against the challenger, John Cena. And then we have a WWE Tag Team title match with the WWE Tag Team Champions, the New Day, defending against the Dudley Boys, as the Dudley Boys try to gain their 10th Tag Team Championship. And then there's going to be a six-man tag team match on the pay-per-view. It's going to have Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and a surprise partner versus the Wyatt family. And the Wyatt family consists of Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman. Then there's going to be an intercontinental title match between the champion Ryback defending against Kevin Owens. And then we've got a Divas Championship match with the Divas Champion Nikki Bella defending against the challenger Charlotte. And last but not least, we've got the WWE Heavyweight Championship match, a match that a lot of wrestling fans are looking forward to. We've got the WWE Champion Seth Rollins defending against the challenger, the icon, the vigilante Sting in his very first um, WWE title match. So that's going to be a great match. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy that main event. So that's this year's 2015 Night of Champions card. Now I want to talk to you about what I think should happen at WWE Night of Champions. Now I honestly think that the WWE Championship match between Seth Rollins and Sting should be the main event. Now, in my opinion, it would be foolish and stupid on the part of the WWE if this is not the main event. Alright, I mean the simple fact that this is Sting's third match and second pay-per-view, his first ever WWE Championship match sells itself. All right, I think Sting's presence alone will cause people to tune in. I know I signed up recently for the 
WWE Network just for Sting. Because two weeks ago, I signed up for the WWE Network when Sting first made his return. I was eager to see Sting compete for the WWE Championship this weekend. Alright? Now, I also feel that Sting should go over in this match. I think Sting should not lose his first two pay-per-view matches. Let him win the title, even if it is just for a few seconds. Or, if you have to have Sting lose, give us two finishes. Now, I'll explain this later when I actually predict this match. But, fortunately for us wrestling fans, this is one match that is hard to predict. But I hope it pleases. I hope it pleases all the wrestling audiences out there. So I hope that the Sting and Seth Rollins matches pleases everyone. Now John Cena does not need to main event considering his match is only for the United States Championship. Now, I think that Seth Rollins and John Cena should open the show. This, as most of you Cena lovers would say, is a main event match, but definitely it should not go after Sting versus Seth Rollins. Now, have them follow through to the finish of the match, and have Sting interrupt after the match to continue playing mind games. Alright, I, I really enjoyed two weeks ago uh, on Monday Night Raw when Sting played mind games with Seth Rollins. It got under his skin, and I think that'll work on a pay-per-view. Now, if Seth wins, Sting can come on the screen and say congratulations on your victory in a pre-recorded segment, and then come out and hit a Scorpion Death Drop on Seth Rollins. Obviously, this would make Rollins upset and uh, add a little bit more extra oomph to the match, if you get what I'm saying. But if Seth loses, Sting could just do a pre-recorded segment. Now, next thing I'm going to talk about is one of those things a lot of WWE fans aren't sure of, and there's been a lot of speculation, but uh, the six-man tag team match, we don't know who the third partner is going to be for Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. There's been a lot of rumors going around. But for me, Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns' tag team partner should be somebody unexpected if your goal is to try and gain new subscribers. And obviously, WWE is doing that right now. So, with appearances and matches by Sting and the Dudley Boys, this small pay-per-view can turn into a major pay-per-view with the addition of a surprise tag team partner. Now, Daniel Bryan has been medically cleared to wrestle by his doctors. So, if the WWE allows him to compete, this can be an interesting renewal of an old feud between the Wyatts and Daniel Bryan. Now, given the history of The Shield and Daniel Bryan, this could be a good turn of event. But another rumored tag team partner is The Rock. But how likely is The Rock to return at WWE Night of Champions? I really, really doubt that. But he could. 
But if The Rock is to wrestle on the WrestleMania 32 card, this could get him in the WWE booking. It's been highly speculated that at WrestleMania 32 is going to be The Rock versus Triple H. So if The Rock wants to wrestle WrestleMania 32, he has to train for a wrestling match. So by having him return at a champion, not only does he train, he also has a match on a pay-per-view that can boost subscribers for the WWE Network. It'll be a huge surprise. But I highly hope whoever the surprise partner is, it's not somebody stupid like Eric Rowan or the uninjured Jimmy Uso. I mean, why would they make it like a big surprise if it was going to be uh, Eric Rowan? But I doubt it's going to be Jimmy Uso because he was taken out on SmackDown last Thursday. So I have a feeling it's going to be one of three people. It's going to either be Daniel Bryan, The Rock, or a returning Kane. Now I know Kane sounds boring because he's currently in a corporate Kane position, but I think if Kane's going to return, he's going to return as a face, and I hope when Kane returns, he brings back his 1997 mask and uniform. Or hopefully he'll come back in any sort of a mask because Kane wrestling in a Kane wrestling without a mask is just awful. He looks awful, but I think he would be better with a mask in 2015. So hopefully Kane returns to be their partner or Daniel Bryan or The Rock. Now Here's where I'm going to get a lot of controversy for this. And I know people are not going to agree with me on it. But hey, this is my personal opinion. I think the Dudley Boys should not win the tag team titles at Night of Champions or win them right away. They need to gain momentum first. They just returned to the WWE after 10 years of being away from the WWE. I think they have to gain momentum first. I think the WWE should have a disqualification finish and have the Dudleys put one of the New Day members, or both of them, through a table. Now, I want them to continue this feud and have it end at Survivor Series or TLC with the Dudley Boys becoming a 10-time Tag Team Champions. Alright, now honestly, I don't think it would be fitting for the Dudley Boys to win the tag team titles in an ordinary match. I want the Dudley Boys to win the tag team titles in a TLC match, a ladder match, or even just a regular tables match. Because it gives the Dudley Boys a more special meaning, if you uh, know what I mean. Because a normal match is great, but I really don't want to see the Dudley Boys win the tag titles in a normal match. Also, I think Triple H should turn on Seth Rollins either during or after the pay-per-view, and we'll discuss this later on in the show. All right, so that was just a good way to start off the show. Now, you guys know I'm a big, huge WWE fan, so no matter what happens, I'm always going to watch, okay? So... Now, let's get right into my predictions, shall we? Now, next Tuesday on our Night of Champions review show, we will see how many of my predictions I get right or I get wrong. Next Tuesday, live, right here 
on WWE Zone Radio on American Variety Network. So, let's get right into my predictions. The first match we have is Neville and the Lucha Dragons versus Stardust and the Ascension. And that's going to be the kickoff show match. Now, don't get me wrong, I actually like Stardust and I like Neville. But I kind of feel this match is not going to be one that I'm actually going to watch. Because I'm not really into all of that superhero kind of stuff in wrestling. Um, it could be a good match. I mean, if I tune in early enough, I can watch it. But I usually don't start watching the pay-per-view. It's about 7.50-ish. So I might not catch this. But I might. Who knows? But anyways, let's just get into my prediction for the kickoff show match. Now, obviously, um, Stardust lost at SummerSlam when Neville and Stephen Armell defeated uh, Stardust and Barrett. So I think that the WWE is going to give Stardust and the Ascension a victory over Neville and the Lucha Dragons here. I can easily see Stardust and the Ascension getting a victory. So let's move on down to the next match. And that is Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. Now, I'm not really interested in this feud. Simply because I don't care about love, romance, and wrestling. I really do not care about it. This is what this whole feud is about. The feud between Samurai and Rusev against uh, Ziggler and Lana. I'm really not buying it. But both Ziggler and Rusev are talented wrestlers. So I know that this could be a very good match. Now before Lana got injured, this match was supposed to be uh, Rusev and Summer Rae versus Dolph Ziggler and Lana. And that match I probably would have uh, liked, not loved or enjoyed, liked. But we saw Rusev and Ziggler at SummerSlam and I'm not really keen on seeing it again at Night of Champions, but I'm going to have to anyway. Now, Rusev, coming into 2015, has been booked solid. And he had great matches with John Cena. But after his matches with John Cena, he's been booked in this awful love triangle with Lana and Summer Rae and Zingler. And I don't get it. I hope we see an end to this feud right after this pay-per-view, hopefully. But anyways, my pick for Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev is going to be Rusev. I think Rusev wins with the help of either Summer Rae or Lana. I think Summer Rae is going to distract Ziggler and cause Rusev to put him in the accolade and win the match. If Lana gets involved, which is highly unlikely because Lana is currently injured, Lana will come out to the aid of Dolph Ziggler but will accidentally cause a distraction that will allow Rusev to pick up a victory over Dolph Ziggler. Alright, now I'm actually looking forward to this match, and that is the Intercontinental title match, Ryback versus Kevin Owens. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've watched Kevin Owens since day one in NXT, and I've got to tell you, this young man has great potential for a WWE superstar, and I hope at some point he will be a main event player in the WWE. 
But I think his first championship match inside of WWE against Ryback is going to be a good match. Um, this match is really hard to predict because he did pick up two victories against Cesaro. So I see that Owens has momentum going into his match against Ryback. So you know what? As a Kevin Owens fan, I'm going to say I pick Kevin Owens to defeat Ryback for the Intercontinental Championship. And I'm going to be plain honest with you. Ryback has not been a good Intercontinental Champion. And I don't think it's his fault. He got injured, he got sick, and then um, we haven't seen him for a while. But if I think if they want to give the Intercontinental Championship some prestige again, give it to a good wrestler like Kevin Owens, and I think Kevin Owens could elevate the Intercontinental Championship once again. All right. Now, the Divas Championship. We've got Nikki Bella defending against Charlotte. Now, I will be the first to admit I never liked the Divas division in wrestling. I really don't care for the Bella Twins. The last time I really cared about the Divas division was when Karma was in the WWE. And before that was when we had Lita, Trish Stratish, Stacey Kleber, and all those great Divas. But... Uh, I'm excited now because we've got a Divas Revolution. We've got great Divas like Charlotte. I'm a big fan of Charlotte. We've got Sasha Banks. We've got um, some of the other new Divas that are pretty good. I really don't care for Team Bad. never been a big fan of Tamina Snuka, especially after what her father did. And I've never been a big fan of Naomi. I uh, really don't know why she turned heel. She was just a jobber in the beginning, so really don't care for Naomi. But uh, I really have a lot of respect for Charlotte. Uh, she is a flair, so you know that she's going to be very successful in the WWE. And on Monday Night Raw last night, she did win the Divas Championship when she rolled up uh, Brie Bella, but of course Stephanie McMahon announced that the Divas Championship cannot change hands by uh, by pinning someone that's uninvolved in the match or is not the champion. So she booked Nikki Bella versus Charlotte. Now I obviously think that WWE did that for a reason. They were not going to allow a title change on WWE Raw. However, I think Charlotte is going to be the Divas Champion. Yes, I really do feel that way. I think Charlotte. I think Charlotte walks out of Night of Champions as your brand new Divas champion. So my pick is going to be Charlotte. All right. Then we've got the United States Championship match, one of the two main events. United States Champion Seth Rollins defending against the challenger John Cena. Now I clearly see John Cena regaining the United States Championship. But the question is, will it happen at Night of Champions? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but if Rollins is a turn face and feud with Triple H, I really think he should lose both titles at Night of Champions. So, uh, I believe John Cena is going to win the United States Championship with an aid from Sting. I believe Sting continues to mind games leading up to the main event. So my pick for this match 
is John Cena. And like I said earlier, I expect Sting to be evolved here, either costing Rollins or when Cena wins, cut a pre-recorded promo and hits Rollins with a Scorpion Death Drop. So I'm going to go with John Cena defeating Seth Rollins and John Cena winning the United States Championship. All right, my next pick is going to be the WWE Tag Team Champion match with the WWE Tag Team Champions, The New Day, defending against the Dudley Boys. And like I said, I don't see the Dudley Boys winning the tag titles at Night of Champions, and I explained that a little bit earlier in the show, so my pick is going to be New Day. All right, and then we've got Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and a surprise partner versus the Wyatt family. And again, that will be Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Braun Strowman. Now, like I said, I believe the surprise partner is going to be one of three men. Daniel Bryan, The Rock, or Kane. And I'll tell you what, if it's The Rock, I'm going to be really excited. I'm going to rant and rave about Night of Champions. I'm going to give it ten stars, even if Sting loses. I think The Rock would be a great attraction for such a small pay-per-view. But like I said, I have to see it to believe it first. So... In a logical point of view, it'll either be Daniel Bryan or Kane. However, I just got a tweet, and somebody said, what if it could be Samoa Joe? Well, that is a good point. That is a great point, actually. I think this is a great way to debut Samoa Joe in the WWE. I think Samoa Joe deserves to be on the main roster. And what a great way to introduce Samoa Joe to the WWE. Get him in there with his family and Roman Reigns and have him face the Wyatt family. That's a great idea. And you know what? I would be really happy if Samoa Joe did debut on United Champions. That would be a great way to uh, have a great pay-per-view as well. So that was a great, great point there. Thank you for bringing it up on Twitter. All right. But I think a big partner is going to help book this match. I think that it's going to be a match that's going to be talked about if it's a good partner. If it's somebody like Eric Rowan that turns heel and joins the Wyatt family, eh, after a day I'm not going to give a fuck about the match because who cares about Eric Rowan? Um, so hopefully they don't mess up in it. But I do know this. There's no way in hell the Wyatt family is going to lose. I just don't see them losing clean. Uh, if the Wyatt family is going to lose, they're going to lose by disqualification or they're, they're going to get disqualified. I don't see them losing uh, clean in this match. So I think in the end, the Wyatt family will reign supreme in this match. So my pick for the six-man tag match at Night of Champions is going to be the Wyatt family. Okay, folks? Now... The main event, the match I have been waiting for, and the match I am looking forward to, and that is the WWE Heavyweight Championship match. And yet we have the WWE Champion defending against Sting, Sting's first ever WWE Championship match. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Whoever thought Sting would have a WWE Championship match? Hell, who thought Sting would bring a WWE? I'm really excited about this match. 
And like I said earlier in the show, I think Sting needs to go over here. Sting should win this match considering he lost at WrestleMania 31 in his debut match against Triple H. And I think if he loses his second pay-per-view match, it's an insult to him. And I said second pay-per-view match. His second match was last night at Raw, and he won. So, I pray WWE lets Sting win this match. Now, don't get me wrong, Seth Rollins is young, he's a great talent, and he for sure is going to have more championship runs. I'm just not buying into his, his WWE championship run as a heel. I think he'd be a better champion as a face. He is kind of boring and he's getting stale now. So I hope WWE will give us a new champion. But I also think if Sting wins, this is going to propel the expected Triple H and Seth Rollins feud more. As Triple H can say, I beat Sting and you couldn't get the job done, Seth Rollins. Because there is an expected Seth Rollins and Triple H match. They expect it to take place at Survivor Series or WrestleMania 32 in case The Rock and the Triple H match does not work out. Um, so I think by having Sting defeat Seth Rollins, this could be that very big curveball thrown into that feud that causes Seth Rollins to ultimately turn face. All right? Now... Do I see Sting leaving Knight of Champion as a WWE Champion? Well, I can say, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. But knowing WWE, if Sting does win, this most likely opens up the chance for Sheamus to cash in. And WWE can finally say Sting has a pay-per-view victory. And Sting would go down as holding the WWE Championship too. Now, from a marketing and business standpoint, by Sting holding the WWE Championship, think about how much money you're going to make. You're going to sell a lot more merchandise. You're going to sell a lot of Sting WWE Championships. So, WWE, your business people, make it happen. Give Sting the WWE title, even if it's just for seconds or days or a month. Let him have the title, and I guarantee you, you're going to make a lot of money. Because Sting is money. Sting draws money better than anyone on your roster, in my opinion, if you were to ask me that. He really does. But, I think if WWE had to have Sheamus cash in on Sting, make it on Raw. Give Sting at least a night to hold the WWE title. However, if the WWE is hell-bent on having Sting lose, give us two finishes. Maybe, for example, a referee takes a bump and is knocked out. Then Seth Rollins goes through the chair. But Sting, with his magical baseball bat, counters and hits Seth Rollins with a shot to the stomach and hits him with a scorpion death drop and locks in the scorpion death lock for Seth Rollins to tap out, and it would give Sting a win, albeit a fake win, only for Triple H to come out and restart the match, and Rollins could go over. But, that would actually be a win that a lot of Sting fans would take. Technically, Sting was champion in the books, 
However, the authority would screw Sting over and let Seth Rollins walk out as champion. I think that might be the route that the WWE might go with, and if that happens, I'm fine with that. I'd be happy with that route. But I really do want to see Sting leave as the WWE champion. Now, I can't stress enough, I don't want to see Sting go 0-2 on pay-per-views. I'd be happy with Sting winning, and a few minutes later, Sheamus cashing in, just so Sting gets his first pay-per-view victory. So, I'll say Sting wins this match. So, my predictions for Night of Champions in the main event is going to be Sting beats Seth Rollins for the title, Sting celebrates his victory for a few minutes, then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins attacks Sting from behind, and Sheamus cashes in to walk out the brand new WWE Champion. Or, which I really pray happens, Sting beats Seth Rollins clean, Triple H comes out and attacks Seth Rollins, and thus turns Seth Rollins' face, setting up a program between the two. And that's what I think could happen if they really want to make Seth Rollins a new face in the WWE. They can have Sting win clean, Triple H come out, hit him with a pedigree, and then uh, you have awesome must-see TV for Raw the next night as you'd have Sting, the new champion, and the fallout from Triple H's pedigree on Seth Rollins. You see, I could be a very good WWE booker, I think, in my opinion. Alright, so, this match is really hard to predict. I mean, I really don't know how to predict this match. Uh, honestly, I don't want to see Seth Rollins wins. Win, I mean. But if Seth Rollins wins, I don't see a clean victory. So my pick for the WWE Championship match, like I said, is Sting. So those are all of my predictions. Alright, I'll go over them once more for all those of you just tuning in now. I predict I predict the Stardust in a session to beat Neville and the Lucha Dragons, I pick Rusev, I pick Kevin Owens to win the Intercontinental title, I pick Charlotte to win the Divas Champion, I pick Cena to win the U.S. title, I pick the New Day to retain the Tag Team Championship, I pick the Wyatt Family to beat Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, and his surprise partner, and I pick Sting to become the... Uh, WWE Champion, but I also think Sheamus could cash in. So, Night of Champions really has the opportunity to be an awesome pay-per-view if WWE does things right. Alright, I can't tell you how excited I am for this pay-per-view. I'm really excited for it, folks. I cannot wait. I mean, I'm like a kid for Christmas. I love wrestling. It's my favorite form of entertainment on Sundays. So I'm really, really eager to see this thing match and who the tag team partner is for Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. I just cannot wait for Night of Champions. I think it could be a stellar pay-per-view. It could be a 10-star pay-per-view if WWE does things right. And hopefully, WWE will not screw Sting. Alright? Now, I signed up for the WWE Network just this month, just to see United Champions, because 
I think it could be an awesome pay-per-view. Alright? That is how epic it is. I signed up, and now I can watch Night of Champions as well as the other pay-per-views. So, I recommend watching Night of Champions this Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific. Alright? So, really, really recommend watching Night of Champions. Now, I do not recommend buying it on pay-per-view for $55. I think you should subscribe to the WWE Network if you haven't already. You only pay $10, and you get the pay-per-view for free, basically, as well as some on-demand goodies like the Paul Heyman Podcast with Stone Cold, the Edge and Christian Podcast, with Stone Cold, the Triple H podcast with Austin, and Mystic Man podcast. So I really recommend subscribing to the WWE Network for only $10. Plus, you're going to get this month for free. So make sure you subscribe to the WWE Network. All right, so I pretty much think I covered Night of Champions for myself very well. Now, if you're listening live, please feel free to call in at one three four seven nine eight nine eight one four two or tweet to at American Network One on Twitter with your thoughts on Night of Champions and what you think is gonna happen at Night of Champions. Alright, so let's go ahead and take a quick intermission. Alright? I'm gonna play a few songs and then some quick infomercials. But Don't go anywhere, WWE fans, because coming up next, the second half of the show, I'm going to review WWE Monday Night Raw from last night, which saw Sting wrestle his very first match on Monday Night Raw. We'll review that next. Plus, I'll discuss Sting's future in the WWE. I'll discuss how the WWE has booked Sting so far, and I'll discuss booking in WWE the rest of 2015, and much more. Callers are welcome to call in and discuss things or join the chat live right after our quick uh, intermission. All right, so let's go ahead and hear our two songs, followed by our infomercials. And the two songs we're going to hear today is called Dream On by Aerosmith, and Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. We'll be right back after this quick intermission.
one reason. I am the end-all, be-all of champions. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship. WWE Night of Champions. Sunday, September 20th. Live on WWE Network. Go to WWENetwork.com now to start your free month. Do you have something you'd like to promote or advertise? Do you want to get some much-needed exposure for your business or your very own Facebook page or even your very own podcast? Well, look no further than Jackie's help and advice for promoting on Facebook. Jackie will help you advertise your goods and help you spread the word. I, Alice Cardinelli, have personally been great friends with Miss Jackie Wilkes, and she has a very kind heart, and she is a very sweet lady, and she will definitely help you grow like she has helped Alice Cardinelli grow. To advertise and promote your business or anything you want to advertise, please like and check out the page, Jackie's Help and Advice for Promoting on Facebook. While you're here listening to this show on Blog Talk Radio, feel free to check out some of the other great shows Blog Talk Radio has to offer. There are shows for everyone, whether it be sports shows, politics shows, comedy shows, talk shows, and yes, even church religious shows. Become a loyal listener of Blog Talk Radio. Today, blogtalkradio.com. Yeah! And if you're not down with that, we got two words for ya! Enough to call in and interact with tonight's topic? Well, prove it by calling in live at 1-347-989-8142 to ask questions about tonight's topic or share your thoughts on tonight's topic. Just pick up your phone and dial 1-347-989-8142 and go into a quiet location. Again, that's 1-347-989-8142. Now let's get on with the show.
listening to the American Variety Network. Your only place for variety on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the WWE Zone Radio, right here on American Variety Network, live on Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, I, Alice Cardinelli, have been discussing Night of Champions, which airs live on Sunday, September 20th, 2015, at 8 p.m. Eastern on the WWE Network, and that is this Sunday, by the way. So, before commercial break, I was previewing Night of Champions, and I gave you my very own predictions on who I think is going to win at Night of Champions, and I also told you what I want to happen at Night of Champions. Now, you can go ahead and call in at 1-347-989-8142 to discuss your predictions and discuss what you want to happen at Night of Champions. And if you can't call in, you can always tweet me. I have my Twitter page open, my business page for this podcast called American Network. So tweet to at American uh, American Network One on Twitter. I had to make sure I had that right. So make sure you send your tweets to at American Nation One, and I will read your tweet live on the air once I receive it. Okay. Also, we are now in the second half of the show, and now we're going to chat about anything and everything WWE. I'm going to review WWE Monday Night Raw from last night. We'll discuss Sting's booking in the WWE so far, Sting's future, and much more. So, if you're listening live and you have a question or a comment about what I'm talking about, feel free to shoot a call, call in, and uh, interact with me, or interact on Twitter. So, without further ado, let's get the second half of the show started right now. Now, I will tell you that I have enjoyed the last four weeks of Monday Night Raw. The last four Raws were awesome, and I believe that Sting made the last four Raws awesome. And I will be the first to tell you that WWE is improving on Monday Night Raw. They're making Monday Night Raw feel really special. Again, they're making it seem like the very big television wrestling show. Four weeks ago, we had Sting return. And four weeks ago, for the very first time in almost a decade, the Dudley Boys return to the WWE. So I see a lot of great things happening in the remainder of 2015 and Monday Night Raw because the WWE wants to have the best WrestleMania in years this year and they want to sell out WrestleMania 32. So they're bringing in great superstars like Sting and The Undertaker last month, SummerSlam, and now the Dudley Boys. And I expect to see some other major superstars recurring to the company in the future, in 2015. But let's get back to the point here. I'm going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw. And it had a lot of great matches. And, as I said earlier in the show, it had Sting wrestling his very first match on Monday Night Raw, which was a historic moment in itself. 
I was very, very shocked to see that. So Monday Night Raw started. It was supposed to be a major announcement by the authority, and I thought it was going to be an announcement that the WWE Network was free for the rest of 2015 or something stupid like that, or that Night of Champions is going to be four hours long. But the announcement was that Sting was going to wrestle his first match on Raw, and he was going to go one-on-one with the Big Show. And that was pretty cool. I was really, I was really hyped about that last night. And there were a couple of t- uh, championship matches on Raw. The first match that kick-started Raw last night was the New Day defending their tag team titles versus primetime players. And the winner of that match would eventually go on to defend their tag team championships at Night of Champions against the Dudley Boys. And in the end, the New Day retained their tag team championships, and they're going to face the Dudleys at Night of Champions. That was a great match. I uh, enjoyed it. I thought it was a five-star tag team match, a lot of great action, and I liked it when Titus O'Neil broke that trombone from Xavier Woods. That was a great, great part of the match. And then we had John Cena versus Sheamus as a, a way for the authority to take care of two of Seth Rollins' problems in Cena and Sheamus. It was a, uh, well, typical Cena match. Cena, over, Cena, did re- Cena did not really sell anything as typical Cena fashion. But in the end, John Cena would defeat Sheamus on Raw last night. And uh, in a special Miz TV segment, I remember on WWE.com, they advertised that the Miz was going to have huge guests, but it really did not deliver because the guests were the Wyatt family and Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. I was expecting like The Rock or somebody major like Stone Cold Steve Austin, but I was pretty let down last night when it was only... Uh, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and Luke Harper. But what really made me mad is that segment went nowhere. It really did not go nowhere. Only because we did not find out who uh, Reigns and Ambrose's partner was. I mean, what was the purpose of that segment? It really did not do anything for me. And I'm sure a lot of WWE fans feel that way as well. But I get it, though, because the WWE wants to have, like, a special surprise feeling at Night of Champions, and maybe it's too early to be talking about it, but hopefully we will have a special surprise feeling at Night of Champions for the six-man tag team match. Also last night, uh, Michael Cole and the whole entire Raw announced team really hyped the Divas Championship match last night on Raw between Charlotte and um, Nikki Bella, and while I thought it was a great match, uh, the the finish was not good at all. I really don't understand the finish. I mean, Alicia Fox getting involved, and then um, Charlotte pinning Brie Bella, winning the Divas Championship. I don't know what the uh, booking person was thinking at that time. But Stephanie McMahon would come out and say that Charlotte cannot win the Diva Champion that night simply because she did not pin the champion. She pinned Brie Bella, and I agree with that. And then Stephanie McMahon made uh, the Diva Championship match for Night of Champions. 
Now, the only reason why I think the WWE did not let Charlotte win the Divas Championship on Raw this week is because they wanted Nikki Bella to break AJ Lee's record for holding the um, Divas Championship the longest, and she just did that last night on midnight. So that's the only reason why I think the WWE did not let Charlotte win the title last night. But I believe, like I said earlier in the show, she'll win it this Sunday at Night of Champions. And then uh, another pointless segment was Ryback talking and Kevin Owens interrupting him. And then it led to uh, an announcement that Ryback would be defending his Intercontinental Championship against Kevin Owens. And the best part of Monday Night Raw this week was Sting wrestling his very first match. And his first match was Sting versus The Big Show. And I was surprised. Sting was dominating The Big Show as soon as the match started. And two minutes into the match, that sleazeball scumbag, Seth Rollins, interferes and causes a disqualification in what will be known as Sting's first ever victory here in the WWE. But then the authority would announce that they were not going to have any more controversy on this season premiere of Monday Night Raw, and they made a tag team match between Sting and Cena. Between Sting, John Cena versus... Um, Seth Rollins and the Big Show. So after Seth Rollins and Big Show attacked Sting, John Cena came out and made the save, and it led to Sting and Cena versus Show and Rollins, as I just said. And that was a great match, but Cena got his ass kicked the whole entire match. It did not sell anything. I don't understand how Cena can get away with that. I guess he's a superhero of wrestling. But it was great to see Sting win with the Scorpion Death Drop and a Stinger or excuse me, a Scorpion Death Drop and a Scorpion Death Lock is how Sting won that match. And Raw was great last night. I'm one of the few people who really enjoyed Monday Night Raw last night. Um, the only thing I really did not understand about Raw is why they keep calling it a season premiere. I mean, did, did they have a season 10 years ago? No. 2005, Raw was awesome. They didn't even think about a season premiere 10 years ago. But their own, so I really do not understand what the uh, season premiere thing is all about. But Raw was great last night. I really enjoyed it. I think Raw was great. So, what do you guys think of Raw? Let me know. 1347-989-8142 or tweet at American Network One on Twitter. Alright, so let's talk about Sting. <laughs> Gotta love that crow sound, right? So, now that we're done reviewing Monday Night Raw, I'd like to talk to you about my overall thoughts on how WWE has booked Sting so far. And I want to start with his feud with Triple H at WrestleMania 31. I thought his feud was great. His debut at Survivor Series was epic. Then his Raw debut, where he pointed at Triple H and cost Rollins to match to Cena, and then the authority had to hot rehire Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryback back. I thought that was pretty great. But 
we didn't see Sting until Fastlane, and we officially saw the debut of his signature baseball bat when he retaliated Triple H's attack and eventually used the bat as a weapon and to point out a match for uh, WrestleMania. Two weeks leading into WrestleMania, we saw a great moment of history happen on Monday Night Raw as Sting saves Randy Orton from the authority. Then on the WWE Network, Sting finally talked, which was great. So my overall thoughts on the booking of the Sting and Triple H feud was the booking was phenomenal. I mean, it was great. They booked Sting as this dark a figure, which really is. They booked him as a vigilante, saving the universe from the authority. I thought it was great. He looked strong in the whole entire booking. But what I didn't realize is every time he had an upper hand, uh, usually in wrestling, any time a superstar continues to get an upper hand, it usually means they're going to lose the match. So we all did not see that coming at WrestleMania 31. We were all under the impression that Sting was going to be victorious because it was his first match at WWE. But we all know that Mr. McMahon and Triple H have a huge ego, so they wanted to bury Sting. And I remind all of us that WWE defeated WCW. And actually, I was not a WCW fan, but I was a huge Sting fan. So I only watched... Um, what do you call that? WCW just to see Sting. Because I really did not give a damn about Vince Russo or Eric Bischoff. They were ruining the company, in my opinion. But I was a huge Sting fan. So we headed to WrestleMania 31, and we get a Sting and Triple H match. Now, for me, the match was a 10-star match. I do not have a high standard for matches. I like wrestling, so I like all the matches. But the Triple H and Sting match really set the bar for me. It was a great match. Sting proved he still has it. Sting proved he can still wrestle. And Triple H also proved that he can still wrestle on a, uh everyday level if he wanted to. And Sting can prove, he, Sting already proved he can wrestle every day if he wants to, but I'm glad WWE gave Sting a part-time contract. Now, I wanted Sting to win WrestleMania 31, but obviously it did not happen. But I think that Sting had a great match at WrestleMania, and Sting is a humble man, so Sting was just happy to have his WrestleMania 31 moment, and I was happy for him to finally be at WrestleMania on the grandest stage of them all against a Hall of Famer in Triple H. Now, Triple H is a sure-fire Hall of Famer, and so ain't Sting. I believe Sting is going to be in the Hall of Fame within the next two years or so, and as soon as Triple H retires him, the act of wrestling, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame as well. So, I think the match itself was good. I think the, the ending was controversial. At first, I didn't like it, but all these months later, I understand it, and I like it now. So, uh, I think Sting is a great wrestler, and I thought that the booking of Sting then was great. The WrestleMania match, uh, back in April, I would have said, they fucked over Sting, but now I say it was a great match, and the WWE did what they could, and obviously, in Sting's debut, a, the, the franchise, the WCW, the face of WCW, do you really think Vince McMahon's going to let the face of WCW beat the face of WWE and Triple H? I understand that much better now. 
So, uh, the next night on Monday Night Raw, Sting fooled us all when he said he never knew, he did not know what its future hold in WWE, but he was going to reach out and grab any opportunity that WWE threw at him. I thought Sting was retiring then. He fooled me, and he fooled all of you. That was, uh, that was pretty, pretty great. And, um, he hit a Scorpion Death Drop on Bo Dallas. So, I was under the impression that Sting was actually done wrestling, and I was kind of upset that his one match in WWE was a loss. But luckily, it was not his last match for us, finally. And then, uh, Sting was supposed to return at SummerSlam, but the WWE decided to hold back until Night of Champions, which I think is actually a smart move on WWE's part. Now, let's get to where we are today. Sting and the Seth Rollins feud is awesome. I'm friggin' loving it. We see the Crow Sting and Joker Sting in this feud. I am loving the fact that the WWE is allowing Sting to choose his own character. He's got that dark, creepy, crow character, but yet he's got that funny, mysterious Joker character, and he combined them both two weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, and of course last night on Raw he used his dark, mysterious crow character, so I think Sting is going to be great in this match this Sunday, and he's got a great future for the WWE. Now, on August 24th, Sting returning and attacking Seth Rollins was a huge surprise and totally unexpected. However, I did know that Sting was going to appear on that Raw because I follow WrestleZone.com and I see all the spoilers, so I knew Sting was going to be there. But I never thought Sting was going to get a WWE Championship match. I never thought Sting was going to face Seth Rollins. I originally thought Sting was going to help Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns take on the Wyatt family, and I was actually looking forward to that because it was going to be a match that uh, a lot of people wanted to see, and Sting probably would have got his victory there on a pay-per-view. But I'm happy to see Sting take on Seth Rollins on pay-per-view this Sunday. So, yeah, Sting attacking Rollins and uh, coming out of that box was a total unexpected sight, and I liked it. It was a great, great moment. Now, Sting cutting a promo saying that Seth Rollins is not half the man that Triple H was really is easy to easy to understand. What he's trying to do is he's trying to wedge a uh, conflict between Seth Rollins and Triple H, so this will lead to a feud between those two, and it will slowly lead to a Seth Rollins face turn. And the only thing I did not understand about that promo is why is he respecting Triple H after Triple H buried him and beat him? I don't know. Um, but I thought it was a great promo. And then Sting playing mind games was fun and funny. I liked it when Sting destroyed that stupid, pathetic statue that Seth Rollins is all worried about. So Sting's first Raw match last night between the Big Show was great. His tag team match was great. And like I said, I really enjoyed seeing the Scorpion Death Drop and the Scorpion Death Lock on Seth Rollins. <laughs> We've got some more crows here, I guess. So, now, I'd like to talk about um, 
Sting future in the WWE. I can easily say that I see at least two or three more matches left in the Stinger. Now, after Night of Champions, uh, I easily see Sting appearing at Survivor Series. Now, do I see him appearing at Hell in a Cell? I don't know. That's debatable. If Sting wins the championship, yes, I believe he'll be at Hell in a Cell. If Sting loses to Seth Rollins, will Sting be at Hell in a Cell? I don't think so. But I probably have a good feeling that Sting will appear at Survivor Series because it's the place where he debuted in the WWE um, last year. It was just last year that Sting debuted and the WWE, so I got a funny feeling he will be at this year's Survivor Series. I know that Sting will probably be at Royal Rumble, and he definitely will be at WrestleMania 32. So I believe he'll make an appearance at Fastlane. So I bet you, I'll bet you guys that he will appear at Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, Fastlane, and WrestleMania 32 after Night of Champions. And like I said, we can probably see him on Raws and stuff like that too. So, here are some good scenarios for Sting at Survivor Series. The first would be Sting versus The Undertaker. Now, this is a dream match every wrestling fan wants to see. Me, as a huge Sting fan his entire career, wants to see it. But honestly, I'm just happy Sting is in the WWE and honestly, if this match does not happen, I'd be happy just because Sting is finally in the WWE. But if Sting and Undertaker does happen at Survivor Series, I see possibly Sting winning with interference from Brock Lesnar setting up Undertaker and Brock Lesnar 3 at WrestleMania 32. Now, if they don't do Sting versus Undertaker at Survivor Series... I see Team WWE versus Team Authority. And I see Team WWE being Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, Sting, and John Cena versus Sheamus, Big Show, Triple H, and Kevin Owens. And a surprise entry for Team Authority. I think WWE likes the Team WWE versus Team Authority match. They had it last year. And this year, Sting, the same pay-per-view he debuted in the same match, will be evolved a year later. This time only, it would have Shield plus Sting plus Cena. And that would be a great Survivor Series 2015 main event, and Rollins could be a face. And that would actually help boost the Seth Rollins-Triple H feud. And that way, Sting doesn't have to be too evolved at Survivor Series in this match. He doesn't have to get physical in this match. Now, the Royal Rumble for Seth Rollins. I can see Sting returning at the Royal Rumble and entering the Royal Rumble match itself. He's actually involved in the WWE Championship right now. He does not have to win the Royal Rumble. But it would be cool to see Sting inside the Royal Rumble match for the first time ever. And I think it would be a great thing for Sting to be a part of. But if he does not uh, appear inside the Royal Rumble match, Stink and Face Kane at the Royal Rumble. Think long and hard about it, wrestling fans. Sting and Kane would be a good match, especially if Kane is in a mask. However, I know for a fact that Sting will wrestle at WrestleMania 32. 
I think there are three options for WrestleMania 32, and I believe Sting will, will go over either option, except for maybe the third option. And when I say Sting will go over either option, I mean Sting's going to win. Which uh, uh, Sting's going to win either of the first two opponents. I don't see Sting going over in the third option. So here is the three opponents that I think Sting could possibly face at WrestleMania. Here is one. Here is three of the opponents that could possibly be Sting's opponent. Option one would be Sting versus Bray Wyatt, and I see this as the most likely WrestleMania 32 opponent for Sting. I mean, that would sell itself. You've got the mysterious, dark, crow character versus the unusual, mysterious, Bray Wyatt character. You had Wyatt and Taker at 31, and now you can have Wyatt and Sting at 32, and Sting gets his very big WrestleMania victory. Option two would be Sting versus John Cena. Now, I don't understand how this, how this would happen, because both wrestlers are faces. And unless John Cena turns heel... I don't see this happening. I don't ever see Sting turning heel in the WWE, so I really have no clue how this could potentially happen. But I have heard from rumors that this match is a favorite of Vince McMahon, and he really wants it to happen. So it could happen, Sting versus John Cena. And if it does happen, I want Sting to go over John Cena. And obviously, a rumored match since WrestleMania 31 for WrestleMania 32 is Sting versus The Undertaker. And it is highly unlikely uh, because Undertaker is going to wrestle Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32 as reports go. But WrestleMania 32 is in April of 2016, so he's got a long time to even think about WrestleMania 32. But I can't wait to see who Sting faces at WrestleMania 32. So, there you have it. Sting's future in the WWE. I see him at Survivor Series, Royal Rumble 2016. Fastlane 2016, and WrestleMania 32, obviously. Now, I think Sting will maybe do one match or two matches after WrestleMania 32 and retire and get inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2017 or 2018. But definitely, Sting is a surefire Hall of Famer for shizzle, or for sure. All right. So, enough about my personal favorite wrestler, Sting, unless you want to call him and discuss him with me. 1-347-989-8142. Now, I want to talk about booking the rest of 2015 for the rest of the WWE, or the rest of the year, I should say. Now, this is, this is how I would book WWE if I was a booker, all right? So, here we go. I'm going to be booking... The WWE for the rest of 2015, the rest of the year. Post Night of Champions. I'd have a Seth Rollins face turn and have him feud with Triple H. I'd possibly have their first match, a Hell in a Cell, maybe inside a cell, and I see Triple H defeating Seth Rollins the first time. Then, at Survivor Series, I'd have that uh, traditional Survivor Series match I spoke, I spoke about a few minutes ago, and have Team WWE versus Team Authority, this time with the addition of Sting and Rollins, the captain of Team WWE, and then a final match at TLC, or Royal Rumble, with Seth Rollins going over. But I don't know if WWE will, will prolong this feud, 
But if they do, I suspect the last match could see some interference from The Rock to set up The Rock and Triple H at WrestleMania 32. And honestly, I think that could be the option that the WWE is going to go with. They'll start the feud at Hell in a Cell. They'll have a match in the Survivor Series. They'll have the final one at TLC or Royal Rumble. And The Rock will return and cost Triple H. And that could lead to The Rock and Triple H at WrestleMania 32. Okay? Now, enough of Seth Rollins Triple H for now. Let's talk about John Cena. Have John Cena regained the United States Championship and continue the United States title open challenge where you can see the debut of Samoa Joe and have John Cena feud with Samoa Joe. This could be a great feud for the WWE fans. I think Samoa Joe deserves to be on the main roster and if he does not debut if he does not debut this Sunday, have him debut at the first John Cena US title open challenge, in my opinion. I also think that sooner or later Sheamus will be the WWE champion. The question is, when will the WWE make the jump and make Sheamus the WWE champion? The next question regarding the role of the year 2015 for the WWE would be their final big pay-per-view of 2015, and that would be Survivor Series. What's going to be Sting's role at Survivor Series? Will he be in a match or make an appearance at Survivor Series? I know he'll definitely be there. I got a gut feeling that Sting is going to be at Survivor Series 2015. I had a gut feeling... Sting was going to debut at Survivor Series 2014, and I was right. I've got a gut feeling Sting's going to be at Survivor Series 2015, but what's his role going to be? I also have a feeling that Undertaker is going to be at Survivor Series 2015. He was at SummerSlam, so why not be at Survivor Series? Now, it, it was heavily, heavily rumored a couple months ago the Undertaker was also going to be at Survivor Series. So, will we finally get Sting versus Undertaker at Survivor Series? Or, will we get Undertaker and Brock Lesnar 3 at Survivor Series? So that they can save Undertaker and Sting for WrestleMania 32. I don't know. Only time will tell. But I think they should go with Undertaker and Sting at Survivor Series. That way Sting could most likely get the victory. But who knows? I actually think in 2015, Wyatt Family should continue to dominate and push Braun Strowman. Alright, uh, I think uh, Braun Strowman is a great superstar. And um, I think he could have a great potential in the WWE, push Bray Wyatt, he's a great superstar, he has a lot of potential as well. Now, the Dudley Boys should win the Tag Team Championships uh, sometime in 2015. Like I said, I think that um, the Dudley Boys should win the Tag Team titles at Survivor Series or TLC. But I definitely see the Dudley Boys winning the Tag Team Champions at some point. 
And as I said earlier in the show, expect some returns by the end of 2015 as WrestleMania 32 season comes into effect as WWE and Vince McMahon want this to be the biggest WrestleMania and break attendance records. So I definitely see some major returns happening, like maybe Undertaker, Sting, the Hardy Boys, the Dudley Boys, the Rock, and some other um, great superstars could potentially make their um, return to the WWE. Now, in two months, on the Survivor Series 2015 preview show, right here on WWE Zone Radio, we'll discuss WrestleMania 32 potential matches and more. Because right now, it's way too early to predict what's going to happen at WrestleMania 32. So, in two months, in November, on our Survivor Series preview show, we'll discuss WrestleMania 32 potential matches in the second half of that show. Okay. So, our last two topics for tonight's show are going to be WWE Hall of Fame Class 2016 and the Hardy Boys returning. So, the last thing I'll discuss for tonight's show is WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2016. Who do I think should go into the Hall of Fame in 2016? I think my first choice would be Owen Hart. Owen Hart definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Famer. He's got a Hall of Fame career. He definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. So my first pick is going to be Owen Hart. I want to see Owen Hart go into the Hall of Fame. He definitely needs to be there. My second pick would have to be the Fabulous Freebirds. They were a great tag team, and I know the WWE has a lot of respect for Michael Hayes, so I can easily see the fabulous Freebirds going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Vader. Vader belongs in the WWE Hall of Fame. Vader has had a great career in WWE and WCW. It's a shame how he's not in the Hall of Fame yet, so hopefully in 2016 we'll see Vader in the WWE Hall of Fame. However, Vader recently appearing in TNA might have ruined that chance. Who knows, though? And last but not least would be DX. I think DX should go into the Hall of Fame as a tag team. Shawn Michaels retired, and I don't see DX ever reforming. So DX should go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, they're a great legendary tag team. <coughs> Oh, sorry about that, guys. My mouth is dry. But, yes, I think DX should definitely go into the Hall of Fame. They are a legendary tag team, and they are a surefire uh, Hall of Fame tag team. All right. Now, I would have told you the NWO would go into the Hall of Fame in 2016, but Hogan is in big trouble. All right. Hogan is in big trouble since he got... Uh, uh, fired by the WWE for being accused of being a racist. But I think DX would be the headlining uh, nominee for the Hall of Fame. They'd be the main event for the Hall of Fame. Now, people have suggested that Undertaker or Sting are going to go into this year's Hall of Fame. However, I personally do not see Taker or Sting going into the Hall of Fame this year if they are still competing. All right, 
And the very last wrestling topic we're going to talk about tonight is the Hardy Boys to return to the WWE. That has been a hot topic discussed a lot this past week and last week. And I personally think the Hardy Boys are going to return to the WWE. We've got the Dudley Boys, so the tag team division is sharply repairing itself. You've got a great Hall of Fame tag team in the Dudley Boys, and I think the Hardy Boys could add some much-needed improvements, and we could actually get another Dudley Boy versus Hardy Boy uh, rivalry. We can also get the Hardy Boys versus the Wyatt family, the Hardy Boys versus the Shield, and all those great matches. So, yes, I do think the Hardy Boys are going to join um, WWE some way or another in the future. When? We'll have to see it. But I do believe Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy will be back in the WWE. I personally think Jeff Hardy will join first, and then Matt Hardy will follow. But if only Jeff Hardy returned, I'd be happy with that as well, because Jeff Hardy is a great singles wrestler as well. All right. So I think I covered everything WWE-wise for this show. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this show by saying I hope you guys enjoyed today's show and that you will watch Night of Champions live this Sunday on pay-per-view on the WWE Network and you will hopefully all enjoy Night of Champions this Sunday only on pay-per-view. So, next Tuesday, September 22nd, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, we're going to do my next episode of WWE Zone Radio. And that's going to be Night of Champions 2015 Recap and Review. Alright, so, WWE fans, catch me next Tuesday as I review Night of Champions 2015, offer my thoughts on the pay-per-view, and I will actually rate the pay-per-view. I'll rate it from an A to an F, and I'll let you know my exact thoughts on WWE Night of Champions 2015. So topics for next Tuesday's WWE Zone Radio Night of Champions review is going to be a Night of Champions complete review and recap with my full thoughts, and we'll see how many predictions I got right. Next week, we're also going to have a WWE Raw review. I'll review Raw from uh, next week's Raw. And I'll actually discuss the bad news for wrestling this year. The Hulk Hogan scandal. We'll talk about the Jimmy Superfly Snuka arrest, the passing of Roddy Piper, and Dusty Rhodes, and much more next Tuesday, live on next Tuesday's edition of WWE Zone Radio. Alright, before I end today's show, I've got a couple of American Variety Network announcements that I want to make. My first announcement is that this Thursday, September 17th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, I've got a very special guest coming on the show. We're going to debut a brand new series here live this Thursday called Thursday Night Fun where I'm going to interview my guests, and the guests are going to be friends and family members, so that I will get to show uh, you guys how fun my friends and family are, and we'll have some fun in that show. This Thursday, September 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern, I'm going to have a friend of mine who was uh, a school friend, 
I'm actually going to reconnect with him on the air. This is my first time talking with him since middle school. You know how long ago that was? But this Thursday, September 17th, 2015, at 9 p.m. Eastern, I welcome William Owens to the show, and we're going to have a great show. William Owens is going to talk about basketball, hockey, and he's actually a rapper, so he's going to sing some rap songs live on the air Thursday, September 17th at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's this Thursday, folks, so make sure you are here. All right? And uh, next Tuesday we'll have our Night of Champions recap and review. And then we are officially back on the air every single day, returning on Monday, September 28th, 2015, with our debut of American Tragedy Hour. And Monday, September 28th, we're going to talk about um, the station nightclub fire. I know I was not supposed to return until the 28th, but I'm going to admit it to you. I'm, admit to you. I'm man enough to admit to you I could not stay away from podcasting that long. So I'm back today. I'll be back Thursday, I'll be back next Tuesday, and then I'll have the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off next week, and then I'll return on Monday. Alright, so I'm back a little bit early, but hey, I love podcasting, right? And you guys know, the Chef Carnelli Cooking Show is returning to American Variety Network. The Chef Carnelli Cooking Show is my most popular show ever on Blog Talk Radio. With over 80,000 listeners, I'm happy to bring back the Chef Carnelli Cooking Show. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. I uh, don't have anything else I want to talk about for the American Variety Network for at least today. So that's going to do it for us tonight on WWE Zone Radio. Folks, I want you to enjoy WWE Night of Champions live on WWE Network and WWE Superviews this Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to WWE Zone Radio right here on American Variety Network. I'm your host, WWE fan, CIA, Alex Cardinelli. Peace out, and make sure you watch Night of Champions this Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Good night, everyone.
I'm here for one reason. I am the end-all, be-all of champions. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship. WWE Night of Champions. Sunday, September 20th. Live on WWE Network. Go to WWE Network.com now to start your free month. 